you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I rented the darkest hour is about two hours. Two hours. Good observation. Yeah. Good observation. It, it is uh, fraudulently entitled. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. I hope all's well wherever you are here in Studio 66. We don't have anybody walking in here imminently. That's because we already have a whole bunch of good conversation ready to roll for you. One with Carson Palmer, the just-retired, uh, very successful NFL career, Heisman-winning quarterback from USC. In fact, we ask him the question, who is the best USC quarterback of all time? That's just the tip of the iceberg. He weighs in on the new-look Cardinals as they move forward into 2018 and beyond. And I got to tell you, boy, he's just a delightful fella. Emma VP, you were on hand for that one. Did he strike you as the same? Yeah, he was great. He was funny, too. He was very funny. Why do you have to point out who else is funny? You can't ever tell to say Dave's funny. You you both were really funny in that. Well, that's guy. implicit. Wait, wait, it was. Maybe I brought you that out. You being funny now. is implicit. Oh, okay. Am I, right? I mean, now you're trying to. I see what game you're playing here. You're trying to f- draw me into your trap mm-hmm. to announce that I think I'm funny, but that would make me vain, and I'm not going to play that game, sister. All right, listen. So we have that for you. We have Mike Vick sound for you. Um, some other things uh, going on here that I want to get to very quickly. Oh, yes, and I don't mean to breeze past that, the first overall draft pick. Perhaps, what do you say, uh, Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass? Mike Vick, am I right to say one of the five most famous football players of the 21st century? Yeah, he changed the game. He almost should be in the Hall of Fame just for because of how important he is to the game. Like, it's almost a disservice to be like, oh, well, you know, the game dynamically was different post or him getting drafted and then to not include him is just like, well, you're missing a big piece of history. That's honestly how I feel. Boy, that sounds hyperbolic, but you might be right. And certainly when you talk to today's quarterbacks, they do invoke the name as Mike Vick. He is sort of the godfather of that style of ball. Now, Gronk, Jason Witten is retired. 
This is now official a week later after we already pretty much knew he was retiring, but I guess now he's made it official to Jerry Jones and the rest. I mean, is there any debate? I'm all for your uh, sports debates. I think I like to engage in those as much as anybody, if not more, but Gronk, is there any argument for him being the greatest tight end of all time? Any argument against that, I should say? I don't think so. I mean, he's the only tight end you really ever had a game plan for or couldn't even stop on the field. In fact, I used to say that the difference between Jerry Rice and the second best at his position was the greatest at any position in in, uh, pro football conversation. I now think maybe Gronk has the greatest distance. Is that true? Who would be two? Tony Gonzalez, Gates, who? I think people would probably say Tony Gonzalez, yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess that's still fairly close. Anywho, yeah, maybe Gronk needs another season or two to fully uh, stretch that one out. Um, next, I wanted, to, oh, we, I wanted to tell you that we also have coming up Tank Lawrence next week. We had a great sit-down with him in Dallas. Also, breaking news, the two Melvins, not one, but both of them, Ingram and Gordon from your Los Angeles Chargers. We're going to do something later in the month. I'm very excited about that. Be on the lookout there. And one more thing about the game of life. Actually, let's. we'll get to the game of life in a second here. Real quick, everybody wants to talk about the quarterbacks. Everybody loves buzzing about NFL QBs and the guys just drafted. And you can go back. In fact, you heard at the very start of the show, that was me and Money talking um, about those. We had a great conversation about uh, about all manner of uh, things post-draft there, and uh, he is the radio voice of the Chargers, and we talked about – what did we talk about again, Uh, me and money? Oh, yes, are the Chargers – talk about distance between first and second place. Are the Chargers best position of any team in the NFL to run away with their division? That was a – I thought that was an interesting conversation. Should go back and uh, so go back and dig that one up. Now though, everybody's weighed in on who they think the quarterback, the best quarterback out of the class just drafted, is going to end up being. Here is another guy, first overall pick once himself, Michael Vick, weighing in on who he thinks is going to wear that crown. Dave, Dave. I was surprised, as I think a lot of Steelers fans were. I heard the buzz that Mike Tomlin, same neck of the woods as you, fancied Lamar Jackson because he saw a lot of Mike Vick in Jackson. Is that true? No, I can see that. I can see Mike Tomlin looking deep into drafting Lamar and figuring out, would this guy fit our system? Would he... Could he be the long-term answer? I can see him vetting out that process and uh, making sure that he do he do it right. What did you think of uh, Baker Mayfield going first overall? Oh man, I think it's awesome for Cleveland. Uh, Baker's a he's a great talent, and uh, I was his biggest fan. I, I think I even said something about him on Twitter uh, in, in in 2017. So I'm excited for this kid. You know, I'm excited for. The, the Cleveland Browns moving forward, even though some people might think that's crazy, but this is a really, really talented team. Well, all right, I'm not going to call you crazy, but is he the best in the class crazy. of the QBs? I've been known to be called crazy, but make, and making good predictions. Who's the and in two one? years, I see Cleveland Brown not being the bottom seed in that division. <laughs> they don't want to be the bottom seed. I thought you were going to say something actually crazy, like <laughs> they're going to they're going to be the first seed in the AFC. It's no, I won't crazy. say that. Yeah. <laughs> You're not that crazy. Like that crazy. So, but but for the record, Baker Mayfield, the best QB in the class. Um, I can't say he's the best QB in the class. Right, that remains to be. Is. That remains to be determined. That is no, to be that's determined. You, to determine you know, if, you, now. if you ask me in five years, I'll tell you who's the best QB in I'm, the class. I'm more ask me in two years, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who it is right now. It's who Josh Rosen. I beg to differ. We'll who see. knows? We, we got five to choose from. You listen to Dave, damn it. 
Bullshit. All right. Hard to argue with. And I and I told Money this, and if you heard the podcast earlier in the week, uh, you heard me say this once, but I'm going to name drop a second time. Joel Clatton, an esteemed uh, college football analyst, also said, I've seen Baker Mayfield succeed too often to doubt that he's going to make it in the NFL. So that's powerful stuff, too. And maybe Mike Vick and Joel Clatt combined know more about it than, uh, than Dave Damashek does. But... I'll leave that to you. Um, now, here's a game of life thing before we get to Carson Palmer. Our pal Michael Fabiano, you know him. He's the Hall of Famer when it comes to fantasy football. He kibitzes about this. I don't know if he's Hall of Fame at managing, though, his social media accounts. Where do we come down on this move? He goes out there for all the world. He posts a picture of his of his truly lovely girlfriend. I've met her. She's a beautiful person, very nice person. And uh, he puts out there, though, I'll kick my coverage, right? Something to that effect on all platforms. That's a foul, right? That's a that's, that's a penalty in the game of life, Spaghetti. You don't get to go out there. He's. I said to him, what, 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 what's this about? He said, I'm being self-effacing. I said, no, you're not. You're humble bragging. Where do you come down on that, Spaghetti? Yeah, and I, I, as speaking as a person who I'm a huge Fabiana guy, similar taste in music, Yankees fan, like – I'm totally on his side. Similar taste in music. Yeah, he, he likes Poison and White Lion. He also likes Alice in Chains and Metallica, stuff like that. Okay. He's, uh, but anyway, uh, I I think it's a bizarre move. You can't, first of all, to use all platforms the same picture, and it's just it's just a picture of just her? Yeah. Or Yeah, that's, no. Because you, you're, it, it borderlines, like, he just, he just wants praise from people saying, like, good job. And, like, I don't – that's not something I, – I don't like that. Yeah. Well, I talked to uh, Alex Gelhar and Marcus Grant, two other uh, of our favorites here on the show who obviously buzz about fantasy football themselves, and I asked them about this penalty or potential penalty in the game of life. They brought up in it – well, they agreed with me, obviously, but they went one step further, and I thought this was a fascinating question, and I now give it to you, Czech Republican, weigh in here. If the metaphor is that you always hear, and I'm not a huge fan of it in general, I outkick my coverage, right, everybody? Because what you're really doing, again, is you're humble bragging. That's what you're doing. Like, hey, look, I uh, I found someone who's really good-looking to, to hang out with me. What's the other side of that metaphor? If you are better-looking than uh, than your mate, what do you? how do you – uh, how do you put that into punting slash kicking metaphor? Emma VP, you're the wordsmith. I'm going to have to think this one over. Okay, think that one through. Yep. And uh, we'll get all those guys on here. But in the meantime, hashtag DDFP. Let us know what is the counter to I outkicked my coverage. Is it a block punt? You know, did you pooch it on purpose, though? For some strategic purpose, is it a pooch punt? I think that's maybe what it is. Onside kicked that one. Yeah, yeah. onside fumbled the snap. Yeah. yeah, you don't get my strategy. Fumble the trust. snap. Yeah. <laughs> the other one, let's uh, let's uh, you know we like to think globally but act locally. Emma VP, here's another potential uh, yellow flag falling on the game of life here. Eddie Spaghetti is out there on social media talking about how he had an encounter, a celebrity encounter. With Rachel McAdams? Yeah, he's been tweeting about And he said it. he claimed that she made eyes at him. What's the story there, Spaghetti? Well, the that recent trend on Twitter was uh, talk about your most mundane celebrity encounter. Uh-huh. So mine was uh, – she's a, probably the biggest name I've seen, and I lived okay. in an Airbnb in Hollywood for two weeks right when I moved here. Great. And, All right, uh, I'm with you so far. So she's a celebrity. Big-time celebrity. Right. Left, I left the Equinox gym, not to brag, had a free week there. Okay. And right after the gym, so I had a tank top on, I know what you hate. Ah. Very, like, still kind of, like, sweaty, whatever. But I think Gross. I looked okay. And we stopped at a coffee shop. I'm not a big – 
uh, I only like chain coffee shops, so I did not go in and order. My girlfriend went in to order for both of us. I sat down outside, and as close as I am to Emma, just imagine a glass like window next to us was right where Rachel McAdams was sitting with another uh, guy, and they're both on their laptops, possibly going over a script or a mm. contract, what have you. Okay, and uh, and she looked more times like she. Doesn't doesn't have to look at me, but she chose to look at me more than one time, and I noticed it. It's all do you see? Do you see the conundrum that you've presented now? It's not mundane if what your claim is is that Rachel McAdams is making eyes at you. It's right? mundane because Correct. nothing led to it, though. Correct. No, nothing. She didn't come out and say like, "Hey, like, no, what, you want to no, go?" You interpret it as something far from mundane. You and Fabiano apparently park your cars in the same narcissistic garage, right? MVP. It's not. I agree. Wait, it's not narcissism exactly. I, I don't. We don't need to define what it is, other than that that is another example of humble bragging. Correct. Oh, it was just mundane. I was it's just out. Of a brag brag. I was just out. I well, didn't look. I didn't look my best. I was all sweated up, but I looked good enough for Rachel McAdams. You just kind of saw a trend on Twitter and took advantage of the opportunity to brag about the time that Rachel McAdams made eyes at him, which she probably I also didn't. don't find that story terribly satisfying. Emma VP, you're the writer. Maybe for next week, you can punch up that mundane story mm-hmm. and make it jazzier. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. I think this could be a new thing for us in general. MVP steps into more vanilla stories that should be more satisfying, and you make them more uh, salacious or whatever. Well, I'm you, in. you, you I'm take it, MVP, and you run with that noise. By the way, I am. This is not humble bragging, or maybe it is. I don't know, MVP. Once again, you let me know. I. If you saw it on social media, and if you haven't, uh, I encourage you, Nate, the man, that you go out there and track this one down, Michael Vick. And MVP, you were on hand for this story. You heard him just talk about the quarterbacks. But also, my relationship with Seven began when we were in the green room on Friday night at the draft, surrounded by football glitterati. I mean, Rod Woodson, TJ Hushmanzada, we caught up with both of those guys. We'll have that for you later on. All these Hall of Famers running around as far as Jim Brown over there, Bob Lilly that way. And I am tying my tie talking to Emma VP absentmindedly. And I look up and I see Michael Vick and his wife, neither of whom I've ever met, staring at me. And, and, and I couldn't figure out why. And they, they waved me over from about just 15 feet away. And uh, they said, uh, hey, that was pretty impressive how you could tie your tie like that. And I said, well, thank you. I've been doing it for a while. They said, you didn't even have a mirror. And I said, yeah, yeah it's my skill. And uh, one of my many life skills. And uh, Mike Vick said, hey, would you mind showing me? How to tie a tie, Dave? And I said, yes, I will, Mike Vick. Yes, I will. Now, that's mundane, teaching somebody to tie a tie, but it was with Mike Vick. Does that count as a mundane encounter, Emma VP, yes or no? That's tough. It's a mundane task, with, but that's the whole point. It is, because the whole thing is Thank celebrity. You. It's you know oxymoronic, but that's what it is. Thank you. Spaghetti, you I, agree? Uh, yeah. Do you see where you went wrong and I went right? But nothing, at least yours had an outcome. Mine was like, what could have been? I got one. I mean, what? I mean, talk about arrogant. What kind of arrogance does it take to say what might have been? What do you think? Rachel McAdams was ready to abandon her life and run off with you, I, and I, you were like, you just, you, you well, just made like a, you just well, made, you gave her like a, uh, a, a condescending head shake, like, sorry, I'm taken. I don't think she would have abandoned her life. I think I would have just hitched onto her movie stardom. I wish I could talk. I wish you and I could talk some Rachel McAdams, but I really don't think my girlfriend would like it. You know that kind of move. She was, she kind of saw what was going on. She was like, uh, she made a bet. She was like, if she comes out here and oh, says Oh, wait, you're with your girlfriend. There. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, but she was inside ordering because I don't know how to order at 
not like non-chain restaurants, coffee shops. Poor Rachel McAdams. So much success, yeah. and yet she can't have the one thing that she really wants, a role in Eddie Spaghetti's life. Yeah. Hmm. Emma VP, you have a celebrity encounter? I once showed Jane Lynch where the rice cakes were at a grocery store. Jane Lynch. Yes. Uh, actor in roughly half of the movies and TV shows of the last 12 or 15 years. Right. Best in Show was probably her breakout. Mm-hmm. Uh, American Pie. So we were just talking about 40-Year-Old Virgin the other day. <laughs> I think her scene in 40-Year-Old Virgin, uh, w- w- I, I really can't get into it on this podcast, but there's one scene that everyone watched that movie, they'll know that it, I think is one of the funnier scenes in like comedy movie history. Uh, well, yeah, she well, uh, she is dynamite. My fa- Well, best in show, though, to me, is uh, is my favorite of her stuff. That's because it's one of the best, uh, one of the funniest movies there's been. You've never seen that spaghetti. Again, with the trend, you, movies that you've watched, I've never pretty much ever seen. Never seen Best in Show. No. That's an that's a failure, right, Emma VP? Yes. You you've seen that mm-hmm. one, right? Waiting for Guffman? Nope. You never saw Waiting for Guffman, Emma VP. I didn't, no. I did see people. Glee though. I'm not I don't care if you saw Glee. Okay. Saw Glee. Best in show in I Glee. I caught that show. I've never even heard of it. Right. Oh, come on. You never heard of Glee. I've heard of Glee. I didn't Never heard of Waiting for Nerfman. No. Christopher Guest is one of the great comedic actors and uh, and creators of the last uh, of my lifetime, last forty years. All right. Disappointing. Disappointed in both of you. Do better next time. All right. Do we want to get to uh, three? Not uh, Josh Rosen three, but Carson Palmer, his predecessor in that Cardinal three. Is it time to get to that now? Let's do it. All right. Let's get to it then. It's time for my conversation, which I have to concede, I was uh, I was positively surprised by of just how much fun I had talking to Carson Palmer. I hope you have half as much fun listening to it. Here he is, everybody. CP, Carson Palmer. You're listening to Dave Damashek. You're listening to Dave Damashek. You're listening to Dave Damashek. All right, look who we have, everybody. He is uh, a retiree. Also, he played uh, pro football and he played college football. It's number three. That's the number I associate you with. It's Carson Palmer. How are you, man? I'm doing great. I'm is that did great. I get that right? Three? Is that do, do you? I wore three. You self-identify as a three? Uh, no. I I self I no. I don't self-identify with a number, but. That's fine. I'll go with three. I like three. Do you self-identify as a Bengal, a Cardinal, a Trojan, or otherwise? I think a little bit of, of all of them. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I loved my years and uh, playing for USC was unforgettable. It was an amazing experience. I loved my years playing in, in Ohio. Um, played for a year and a half in Oakland, which was really, really cool. Uh, and then to finish out my career in Arizona um, was really special and, and an un- amazing opportunity. Some of the people I met, some of the, the guys I played with, um, unbelievable, unbelievable situation and, and way to end it all. Yeah, so you feel as you sit here now, I mean, it, it is kind of weird that you're uh, in your late 30s and you're a retiree. Have, have you absorbed the enormity of that, that you've got nothing but time? No, I'm not. I I'm re- I retired from playing football, mm. but I'm not a retiree. I can't just shut her down and sit on the couch and eat Cheetos. I, I've I, got to. I can. For f- from here on out. I mean, I'd be willing to put it to the Try. test and see how long I could do it. I don't okay. know. 
Yeah, we're don't know, do we're you? very Bye. we're very very different people, Dave. All right. um, but yeah, I don't I don't look at it as as I'm done. Um, I'm really looking forward to what's next, and I don't know what's next. I, I I'm not in a rush to decide what's next, but um, I want to start a new career and and do something I'm passionate about, just like I was for the last 15 years and, and had a lot of passion and and playing the game of football. But I'm not I'm not I'm not going into retirement right now. Maybe just a suggestion. Maybe you could live off uh, your brother's dime going forward. Seems like he's doing good stuff with all the QBs out there. It's about time I started. I started receiving I some benefits that. from from all the time I put in with him and nurturing him and bringing him into adulthood. And mm-hmm. and um, that's all me. He won't tell you that, but that's all me. But mm-hmm. yeah, he uh, he's got it. He's got a good little career that that he's really getting going, and he's got 19 different things going, and, and he needs to really kind of funnel. 19 down to like 17 at least but yeah he's uh he's he's doing really well and i'm really proud and and it's fun to watch him doing what he's doing five years from now how will we rank all time and i don't want your modesty here that that i won't stand for rank the usc quarterbacks all time five years though let's give sam darnold a shot here to work himself in but how will we regard in football lore yeah you know? Well, if if he wins a Super Bowl within the first five years, if you win a Super Bowl, you automatically jump whoever's in front of you that hasn't. So, mm-hmm. um, but considering I played fifteen, f- he's going to have to do a lot in, in five. But if he wins one Super Bowl in five, which which he can do, um, I think he jumps to number one. So my aforementioned request for no modesty has been met. You're putting yourself one, huh? Well. Who, I listen. I'm not going to debate you. I'm been, just saying. I mean, name name NFL USC quarterbacks. I'm not, There's listen, not a ton. I'm not here to knock you down. You're an I'm instigator. Just, you're instigating. I asked the you're question. You're jibbing and jabbing, and I'm taking it, and I'm 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 throwing it back to you. So I like that you're rugged enough to to do that, especially since, as you know, I have named you. I and now it's been like three years, but um, I I have not shaken from this opinion. If I, if you were to say, what is an NFL QB? What's he supposed to look like? I always say it's Carson Palmer. Well, thank you for that. Well, you're a handsome devil. Thank you for that. You are too. You are too. I like I the beard. That's I, a good looking you. beard. You could get solid that now. beard. No one's. Mine comes no one in like in. orange and red, and my buddies make fun of me and call me a redhead, which there's nothing wrong with. But I get, I get made fun of. That's not a beard you can make fun of. That's a good looking beard. Yeah, you're very nice. Good I for appreciate you. that, Carson. Great Palmer. facial hair. Who to you is number one though? Who's who's the most handsome QB out there in your book? Um, see, being a redhead, I'd say Andy Dalton. <laughs> well done, well done. Support the cause. Tell me about FedEx. What's going on? Yeah, I'm I'm here um, on behalf of FedEx, and I I was fortunate enough to win the FedEx Air Award in 2005 and 2015. Um, and what FedEx has done with, with this is really cool. What, FedEx, what everything FedEx is, does is awesome. I mean, I live in Idaho now, so FedEx is big. I gotta get it stuff is like in magic get what stuff they out. Do. It's amazing. So Be- better invention in you know over the last like fifty years, FedEx or the microwave. I think most people would say a microwave, but if you think about it, microwave you don't really want to cook anything in it. But FedEx, the fact that your stuff that you ordered the day one day is there the next morning, that's a miracle. It's amazing. It's especially when you have young kids and diapers and baby wipes and mm-hmm. baby shampoo and FedEx. FedEx. Everything comes in a FedEx box. But I'll tell you, I might one up FedEx, the corrugated box industry. 
the cardboard boxes. Wow. Yeah. Because now you've got Amazon and you name it, Belden, and I'm looking at corrugated boxes everywhere. But let's get back to the to the point. So mm-hmm. I'm here on behalf of, of the FedEx Air and Ground Initiative and what they've done. They're they're currently right now donating ten thousand dollars to the future of the FedEx Air and Ground winners. These kids that are coming into this draft, they're they're the future winners of and recipients of this award. Um, but over the last sixteen years, FedEx has donated one point seven million dollars and if you want to one-up that, they're donating $200 million by 2020 to 200 different communities around the planet, which wow. is pretty amazing. But let's get back to the original original point. So um, this money is going to the USO. The USO, what that does is it helps our military and milita- military men and women that served our country. It helps them retire. It helps them go from retirement, like I just did, into the next phase of their lives. And it, it places them... Um, it gives them job opportunities. Uh, the, the USO Pathfinder, which is kind of like a counselor that helps you go from retiring from, from serving our country into whatever the next phase of your career is. It helps you figure out, they help you figure out your insurance plan, how that works. Um, so many different unknowns for, for our, our servicemen and women going into the next, this next phase of their lives. He's a Pathfinder. He helps them find, he or she helps them find that next career, that next job, whatever it may be, and, and really helps them along their way and, and transitions them into their next career. I had no idea that the USO did. I, I thought the work that they do by entertaining troops alone is noble work. I didn't know that they were doing all that. That's they great. do a lot, but FedEx is really helping the USO Pathfinder help our military and military service men and women move on to that next phase of their life. Um, well, that's great. Uh, good for you with that association. And you're a father. You're in Idaho, and you have four kids, huh? Are they? Are you more of a Paw Patrol, or a mm. PJ Masks, or where is the TV getting tuned these days? The TV is getting tuned into whatever will divert them from whatever nonsense they're getting into into focusing on that television and yeah. sitting down and being quiet and mellowing out and not fighting and wrestling and throwing things and drawing on the wall. Um, so currently I have a two-year-old, mm-hmm. and he's the only one that really needs that because my, my nine-year-old's sitting back here on my iPhone, and he's done. He's, mm-hmm. he's good. And, they, but, and, and it's funny, the rub is, is that when you get to about that age, then not only are you now not interested in Paw Patrol anymore, now you must voice disdain for it because now you're too old. Too you're cool. Too gro- yeah. You're too cool. PJ yeah. Masks. What do you think I am? See, I don't Five, even know what that know? is. I don't even know what PJ Masks is. Really? I'm, I'm into the two-year-old. Yeah. You know what he's he's super into is YouTube has a kids' toy channel. So he'll he'll go on YouTube and watch Lightning McQueen cars being played with by adults or mm-hmm. being played with by other kids, and he's super into that. So if if there's riffraff going on the like like we've been talking about, I'm retired, so I don't have a whole lot going on in the mm-hmm. morning, and so breakfast, getting out of the door for school, packing lunches, all that stuff. If the two-year-old's a disaster, I walk over to the computer, I turn on YouTube, and it's just quiet. It's just peaceful and quiet. Who is the greatest Carson of them all? Johnny. I didn't rush into it. There's Harry. He's in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? Football player or just Anybody, greatest? Anybody. I don't care. I'm just talking to you about Carsons. Johnny. City. You don't like the Johnny, obviously. I think Johnny was good. Good. I when think he was watching great. Johnny. I mean, neither you or me was around during the height of Johnny Carson's powers. No, but he and, and he still 
no doubt. I, I didn't grow up okay, watching him right. on TV, no, but right. he's he still a prevalent name. And considered the gold standard, I guess. I Who is so. your favorite late night guy? Uh, Conan. Oh, because yeah. of the redhead. See? He's very good. See? Yeah. I like that. He's great. Yeah. Um, we stick together. What about, uh, what about, I think, well, I don't want to tell you my opinion. I want to hear what okay. you think. What do you make about these guys? Because you're, you're in this position of obviously having played for multiple NFL teams. What about this business about signing a one-day contract? For whose benefit is this? This this well, one I want to sign with my old team. Like who who nobody you, it, the, the delusion of those five minutes. I don't understand what for whose benefit. What what yeah, do you get from that? Why not just retire with that team? Why do you have to sign a one-day contract? Right. Uh, yes. So is that it's got to be some sort of league rule that in order for you. To go out, you have to be under current contract with that team, maybe? Do you think? That's a silly rule. It's it, just like the... It's just a bizarre, deluded, kind of like childish thing to do to say like, I know I went off and did stuff with some other teams. You know what it is? But I, It's I, a media I, thing. It's for you guys. It's for you media guys. Well, I, don't, I for so one don't talk care it. for it. I'm, I'm well, speaking out about against it. it. Do something about it. Is this the beginning of doing something about it? What I, yes. Okay. I think you're, okay. you have a Good powerful luck. voice in the world of pro football, and if you lend your support, we I'm in. I'm, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something crazy today before we stop this one-day contract stuff. Before, it's okay. over. <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds curmudgeonly, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what curmudgeonly like is, but okay. Other people's uh, other fun. Yeah, it's just being that's mean. A, that's a good word. Before we started, uh, you observed, and uh, I, you know, I was talking to you. I have become this guy. I have now seven of these dark navy button-down shirts, and it's all I wear now. And you smiled on that idea. It's like Einstein. I don't know who else does it besides Einstein and me, but this frees me to not get bogged down mentally with what I'm going to wear to instead focus on other you know, important stuff like why are people signing one day contracts? Yeah. And, and what, you know, the layperson may ask what you and Albert have in common. You're both geniuses. So I mean, that, that's saying a lot about, about your style yeah. and your brain. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, you know, Al and I park our cars in the same garage on many subjects, you know, um, I, I think, I don't know. I don't know. You probably did. Tell me about this, Carson. Um, something that I have been fascinated by doing with uh, with uh, with pro football players. This sounds pretty, you know, down the middle, but for real, I, I I love hearing what is the most memorable play of your career. Could be good, bad, or otherwise, and walk me through it. And not like, oh yeah, that was a great thing, or that was a terrible thing. Second by second, in the huddle, oh, what man. was going on? Like, give me, you know, give me a minute on the most memorable play of your career. You're really gonna dislike this answer. I just I don't I don't have one play games. I, what do you I mean one a game? Yeah, play? a play from a game. Yeah, I was talking about one of those. Not a not your favorite uh, stage performance that you saw. Um, if I, okay, it wasn't that spectacular of, of what I did. It was more what Larry Fitzgerald, what Larry was able to do with the ball. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> it was in 2015. It was in overtime in a playoff game against Green Bay, and. Something happened up front. The pocket collapsed. I did a spin move, which I got made fun of a bunch because I'm not a spin move kind of guy. You know, that's not my deal. But <laughs> spin move, I rolled out to the right. and I'm I glad threw. you said that because. You, you were going to say it. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't associate uh, Carson Palmer with spin moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I spun move out of the pocket. I rolled the right. I threw it back across the field to Larry, and Larry ran, I don't know, 114 yards down the field, um, and and won the game. And it was a playoff game. So I, I guess there, if there's one play, but again, it, aside from my very um, unathletic looking spin move. The play was made by Larry and the tackles he broke and the guys that were blocking downfield. Um, but that was that was a play that I have to say was my most memorable. Yeah, I would think that that's hard to beat. And now they turn the page to Wilkes. Have you met with him? Do you think the vibe stays the same there? Because from the outside looking in and talking with a number of guys, including you, it really does seem like about as delightful a collection of guys. You know, the, what, the deeds on the field notwithstanding. I, you know, Pat Pete and the Honey Badger during his time there and Darnell Dockett and so on. Everybody seems like, a, and Larry Fitzgerald couldn't be a nicer guy. Um, but I feel, I assume that starts with Arians at the top, right? Or, or, or is Wilkes going to establish or try to maintain that same kind of vibe? No, I, I think every coach wants to put their, to make it their own. And, and um, Bruce did it a very different way than, than most. And I think, um, from what I can tell, and I don't know, I don't know Coach Wilkes, but he seems, um, he seems kind of like he's going to do it his way no matter what, regardless of the culture that was previously there. Um, but I'm excited about it. You know, I, I I'm excited to not be playing anymore and not be in, in OTAs right now and practicing football this time of year and just, you know, I'm I'm enjoying that part of it. But um, from a distance and watching it, and you know, I you can't help but watch it. And, click on ArizonaCardinals.com and all that. And mm. um, I'm really excited about the future. You know, I, I uh, they're replacing a lot, and there's been a lot of turnover on the offense line, the quarterback position, but they're getting David Johnson back. There's there's not a lot of guys in the receiver room right now that have been there or caught a lot of balls, but um, I like I like where they start, and that's with, with Michael Bidwell. Um, by far the best owner um, that I've ever played with or played for. Um, hmm. He's passionate. He wants to win. He's willing to do what it takes to win. It doesn't matter. He's he's all in on winning, and nothing else matters. Um, you know, the give, giving Steve Kime an extension to be there for 2022, it's a brilliant move. Steve Steve's come in and done a phenomenal job. Um, he's drafted well. He's he's done a phenomenal job in the off season and signing the right vets, not to to huge blockbuster contracts, but getting the right guys in the locker room, the right leadership. Um, surrounding certain young positions that maybe are, are high draft picks with veterans around them to kind of show them the way. I, I think back to um, last year, bringing in Carlos Dansby, who's played for 16 years, phenomenal linebacker, hopefully a, a future Hall of Fame linebacker, but bringing him in for the young young linebacker crew that were first-round picks and third-round picks and second-round picks. Dion Buchanan was a first-round pick. Um, but they've really invested on that side of the ball, so they bring in a guy that – takes care of his body, studies film, knows the, that he's just surrounded the young guys with the right vets, not the highest priced vets, but the right vets. So, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk and the windows are closing, the windows are open. Um, I think they're keeping that window open for a sustained amount of time. It's unbelievable um, to this day and age that everybody thinks the window's two years or three years or four. The window's completely dependent on your salary cap and where you are with a salary and where what your quarterback situation is so um you know i, I think that window is going to get more and more open and and hopefully in this draft they can continue to 
to replenish the young talent and, and move on from there. It is funny, that assumption, because you still hear it, you know, media types always say it, even players say, uh, you know, well, this guy got drafted, now he'll be snapping the ball to the quarterback for the next decade. Like, that's highly unlikely. Do, do, you, feel, uh, do you feel there's uh, fracturing in, in, those, uh, in those, you know, football loyalties because of free agency and all that? I mean, it seems like it, it's inevitable, and maybe that's why players are so root, are, are so tied emotionally to their college team maybe even more than their pro team right well yeah i mean once once you more often than not once you sign a letter uh, you know a letter of intent to go to a university 99 percent of the kids end up finishing their college career i guess there. that's every yeah proactive choice right instead yeah. of being selected right yeah every once in a while you get a transfer because of the penn state scandal or coaching change or whatever it may be so you get a handful of guys that'll that'll transfer um, but for the most part, you get to pick where you want to go. And so you, you go there and you finish there. In the NFL, there is no picking. You get picked. So there is no choice. You've you're, you're, you got to deal with, with uh, the hands you're dealt and, and move on from there. And then you get a chance to test free agency and go wherever you want from there. But not really, though, because you don't really get to go wherever you want. You yeah, get to go true, to right. the handful of teams that are willing to pay you the most money. So. Yeah, I mean, college, they're, they're, once once you get past college, there's no more, I want to go to USC or Texas or Miami or wherever it is. It's just different. That's interesting. Who is now, as you look back, who, when I say one of these words, which one hits you in the gut? And you're like, I hate that word. Ravens, Steelers, Seahawks, 49ers, Bruins. Bruins. Bruins still. Bruins, yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, that's a real rivalry. I mean, with with Arizona, there, there's a decent rivalry with with the Seahawks, but it's not over decades. You know what I mean? It's 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 a rivalry, but for the most part, one team was really bad and the other team was okay, or one team was really really good and the other team was bad. But when you look at the USC use of their rivalry, it's decades and decades and decades old. Um, and so, I mean, I think the Steelers-Ravens rivalry is a real rivalry. Um, but Bengals-Steelers, Bengals-Browns, those aren't real rivalries. Those are rivalries for two cities. Can I tell you something? Yes. That's right. I always, the Bengals, I always say the Steelers and Ravens are actual rivals. The Bengals would like to be the Steelers and Ravens rival, but they haven't won enough. I want to say something on record because I root for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm, I'm from Pittsburgh, PA. I want to go on public record here. Man the man, you would have won that game. It's easy to say that. No, no I, I, I really do think you would have won now. that game. I think you would have won that game, and history would have been very different. Yeah. Um, you know. That's what makes this game so great. That's what makes <laughs> this game so great. That's you why so many people grin. love this game. You know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Mm-hmm. Um, if only, maybe, you know, all those words – um, that don't mean anything. At the end of the day, it either happened or it didn't. And um, I was I was on a golf cart getting pulled off the field in the first quarter, and, and that game was over for me. But yeah, you're, we did go into Pittsburgh and beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Yes, you did. And we had played very well um, against them, and, and we had a good. Sh- we had, we would have had a, a shot. It would have been fascinating to see how that uh, AFC playoffs would have played out. Last thing, one thing that did happen is that uh, you were on the wrong side of some bets, and uh, you had to dress up like uh, 
like uh, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man and Mermaid and all that kind of stuff. What how, was your favorite? Why, how, how come you didn't pray? You're supposed to like before we go on air and before the camera, you're supposed to say, hey, by the way, I'm going to bring up all the times you dressed like an idiot and look uh, like a fool. But you're catching me off guard. You know, um, no, you know what? You're right. <laughs> now that you bring it up, I do feel like a heel. Let's just, you know what? We can cut that. We're not going to, but we could. <laughs> um, I had some good ones. I had some good. I dressed up like a flamingo one oh, time that was pretty good. I didn't but see that one. actually, uh, in 2014 or 2015, um, at the end of the year, they come out with the Pro Bowl ballots, and, and they had just come out, and I had lost the quarterback challenge bet, the bucket drill which is what sets up the loser having to dress like a fool and look like an idiot. So the, the Pro Bowl thing had just come out. I had been elected to the Pro Bowl, and the next day I show up to the game, and they, they had made like a hula skirt with some coconut shell bikini. Yes. And so I had to wear, and I know you're going to probably show a picture of that. But let me just say this. I hadn't Not been probably. in the tanning salon. I hadn't been in the tanning salon for a while, and I had – I had missed my gym You're routine. A ginger. You can't go in a tan my, bed. That's ill advised. <laughs> my gym routine was a little bit off, so my abs weren't right. <laughs> and so so that's that's what happened there. Mm-hmm. But you guys can go in and like spray paint we, some abs and like give me a good bronze. Definitely won't do, do that. that for me. Do that. Okay, you know what? We'll me. consider doing you have CGI that. CGI in one of these fella. little one of these little boxes. There's yeah, some we'll CGI send it in here. George Lucas's uh, company. I'm sure he can do perfect. Some great DreamWorks. That. Yeah, DreamWorks. DreamWorks. That's that's make this one. dream come true. Look, look, give me some abs. <laughs> give me some color. Look at the dad of the year knowing DreamWorks because you see all the DreamWorks. I've seen every pictures. one of them. That's I've right. bought every one of them. I've actually. You know what drives me nuts about that is I'll buy the movie and then. I'll realize later I'll look at the bill and my kids will end up renting the movie over and over and over again because they don't quite, they're not old enough to. Un- but they, but sorry, they, yeah, sorry, you're right. No, it's a paradox and it's a frustrating one that they're smart enough to know how to buy the thing. But and rent it and right. rent it and rent it and right. rent it. Yeah. Right. But yeah. then they still throw their hands in the air. Yeah. Anyway, we've covered a lot of soil here and yet I feel like we could go on for another hour. Let's Cars talk more about FedEx. You want to well, get back on to FedEx? I'm going to FedEx you global a giving dark initiative. Denim, a dark denim shirt for your collection and maybe that could spread. And we have a lot of good work we have to get to about stopping these one day contracts. And, uh, and you know, we, so, so, oh, and we also have to get Brian Baumgartner into the in Speedo bikini, in front of the bikini. Tahoe. Uh, I golfer. just changed my mind, though. I don't want to go Midnight Blue like you. Why not? That's your look. I want to go Johnny Cash all black. Ooh. Cowboy boots. I'm in Dallas. I mean, you seem like a good fella, but, I mean, that's Johnny Cash. Know, the man in black, you're going to pull that off? No, Let's can. do it. We nobody won't can. know until you try. You're right. I'm in. FedEx it to me. Three, everybody, a.k.a. Carson Palmer. Thanks for the time, fella. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Good to see you. You're listening to David Damashek. What a disappointment that I didn't ask Carson Paul. So I go CP. I throw to him as though anybody's ever called him CP, and his number was three. So is he CP3? That should have been the first question. Should he? Did Chris Paul steal CP3 from him? I don't know, and I don't care anymore because it's time for the weekend. I have hockey to watch, everybody. I got to keep focused on uh, what's going down in Pittsburgh and our nation's capital. Let's go, Pens. We'll have for you next week maybe Tank Lawrence MVP. Yeah, we'll decide about that. We have uh, all our stuff for you at Damashek. 
on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you check out the broadcast with MVP and Erica Tamposi, also floating around a bunch of celebrities in that as well. Uh, make sure you track that down. Good sports on the Adam Carolla Show. Oh, so much to check out. We'll talk to you next week. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.